it's just spending time with your kids or whoever you're homeschooling. I would say, um, you know, you could be afraid of it or just try it out. And some people don't know where to start or what do they even teach their kids? I would say start with what you're good at and start with what the kid enjoys. Mm -hmm. So some people love baking. Just teach them to bake everything you know. And with baking, there's writing, there's math, there's reading. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, language arts and science and like, it's not all segmented. They could draw the pie, you know, that you just baked. I mean, I would just say, go for it. You're already doing life. Just share your life with them. And it's, it's about the relationship that changes the person. On today's episode of the Homeschool Movement Podcast, we are continuing with our Hey Homeschooler interview series. Today I'm talking with Dorothy Burney, who like me is a former seventh grade English and language arts teacher. She discusses how self-care makes her a better homeschool parent, the importance of finding community, and how kids are intrinsically motivated. If you're new to homeschooling or you've been at it for a while now, and you're interested in more content, go to homeschoolmovement.com. I'd love to hear from you. Before we go ahead and dive into the interview, I just wanna give a shout out to everyone who's homeschooling. This pandemic has been hard on everyone, kids and parents alike. I encourage you to rest if you're tired, reach out and connect if you feel isolated and give yourself grace if you feel like you're dropping the ball. Teaching and being with my children day in and day out during these isolating times, at least for my family, is not like a normal homeschooling year. So take it easy, love your children, give them a safe space to grow and learn, lead from a place of love, not fear, and let everything else fade away. Without further ado, here's my interview with Dorothy. Dorothy, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Such a privilege to have you uh, join this conversation with me. So for anyone that might be listening, tell us about who you were before you started homeschooling. So I was a middle school teacher in L.A., and for about three years, reading and uh, language arts, uh, seventh grade. Then I moved to the Bay Area and taught for another three years, and then um, decided to stay home and homeschool my kids. Okay, so, do you know that I honestly did not know that? I also taught <laughs> English and language arts. Oh, really? Great. I knew you were my people. I knew this. <laughs> yes, I knew too. That's why I said yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So what made you decide to want to homeschool your own kids? Well, it it totally sounds cliche, but it's way hard to have children and have a career. So juggling, you know, daycare, packing lunches, picking her up and um, a whole career was a lot for me. And so when my oldest turned three, uh, the second one was on her way and I just felt like I wanted to do one thing really well versus mm-hmm. like a C job on both ends. Mm. And so I really thought, you know what, I'm just going to try to keep this maternity leave a little bit longer and then 
just homeschooling kind of fell in my lap. I met a couple people that did it. And I always thought homeschoolers were weirdos. So I thought, no, 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 I don't want a weird kid. So I'm not going to ever entertain that. But I think I met my first homeschool kid, like purely homeschool bred. And I was just um, pretty surprised that I thought she was really cool. I want my kid to be like her. So okay, let's have this conversation with your mom and see what's going on here. And I guess after that conversation, I felt like, you know, maybe I should try this out for a year. I mean, when my first was five years old, I thought, you know, kindergarten, you know, I know the ABCs, I can count, (laughs) I can try this out and see where it goes. So I think it was more of just feeling like I could handle teaching her animal sounds and (laughs) going to the park kind of, you know, low pressure. Yeah. And so after that first year you did it, what made you decide to want to continue doing it as opposed to putting her into the traditional school system or a private school system? Well, I mean, loading the car with two kids is quite, quite an adventure. I mean, so knowing that I didn't have to get out of the house at a certain time is um, pretty convincing. So I didn't have to get out of the house, drop her off at daycare so I could go to my job by 7.30 in the morning and teach my kids, right? 117 kids through the doors every single day with different needs. And I just couldn't do it. I I just felt like if there was another way, um, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And so what are your, I I know, how old is your oldest now? What grade is she? She's she's eight, third grade. Third grade, And she'll be nine June. And then my second is five. She'll be six in May. And then I have a third that's going to be two in February. So you have your hands full. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) But I love what you said about the mornings because I think for us and our homeschooling routine, the mornings are so sacred. And I, I did send my oldest to public school and it was a hassle to drop him off the door and to go through the whole thing, make sure he had lunch and everything. And it was really stressful. And so to be able to do the morning in our pajamas if we wanted to has been such a blessing for us. But go ahead and tell us what is your mornings, um, what do your mornings look like? You know, honestly, every morning is different because they don't wake up at the same time every day. It sounds kind of crazy, but our mornings are usually, um, I like to say kind of gentle. We kind of like to feel out our morning. So I work out every morning for 30 minutes. It's, it's new. It's not something I've been doing for a long time, but I learned the hard way that self-care is one of the key ingredients to successful homeschooling. So, um, after I get, so while I'm working out my, um, oldest and my middle child kind of know that this is our free time. This is our 30 minutes of play or, you know, reading or whatever. And they just kind of do their own thing because they know that, you know, in 30 minutes, mom's going to meet us with business, um, with some sort of an agenda or something. And so, um, yeah, so our mornings are kind of different every day. I mean, the coffee's the same and the workout's (laughs) the same. Um, Yeah. What do you do for a workout? Oh, I actually just um, go on YouTube and type in 30 minute workout. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. You know, what's super interesting and fascinating. So I've been doing these interviews for a little bit now and I've found the same theme that every homeschooler just about is getting that workout or reading time in before their kids are awake or they're watching a show or whatever so they can get that self-care in. So what is it about self-care that makes you a better homeschool mom? 
Oh, so many things. I mean, first of all, I think it's just like a true life lesson for the kids to see like, you know, physical activity is important. It's this natural thing that needs to happen. Um, it's a priority. So when I work out, I feel like I'm investing in my physical state of well-being, but also like in telling my kids in a very real way that, you know, mom's going to work out because, you know, health is important mm. more than, mm -hmm. you know, getting the laundry done or the dishes done. So, and it also is, I mean, there's so many studies out there that if you exercise in the morning, it kind of puts you cognitively at the top of your game. And so you're able to function a little bit better. In addition yeah. to, yeah, in addition to your workout, is there anything else that you do for self-care on a daily basis or weekly or monthly? Yeah. So every day I pray and I phone a friend, even if it's a short phone call. I mean, with the pandemic, I've been doing um, Marco Polo's where we send video messages to each other. Just, it could what is be. What's that? Marco oh, Polo. it's. Oh, it's wonderful. It's um, basically a text message that is in the form of a video message. So nice. <laughs> I might Marco Polo a friend later and say, hey, I had an interview with Rachel today and she asked me homeschool questions. That was really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I go Have for a walk. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you found a good community to homeschool together with? I know it's different during the pandemic, but have you found your, your people that you homeschool with? Yeah, it's kind of funny because I think that my people aren't necessarily people that use the same curriculum as me, but they're people that I can be at my worst with. People I can call and say, you know, I failed big time today. Can you just give me a reality check? Can you give me some encouragement? Or they're also people that my kids enjoy to be mm. being with. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely, we have a, we have a few people that we... Yeah, I think it's really important. I think, especially now during the pandemic, because we aren't necessarily getting together all the time physically, that we can kind of be in our own worlds. And when we fall apart, we're kind of in our own heads all the time. So I think it's super important that we have a tribe or whatever, however you want to phrase it, that we can reach out to and just get support from. And I'm glad that you have found that. Um, I know for myself, it's been a hard road. This pandemic has been, this is not homeschooling. Everyone's like, oh, you're, you got this. This is, I'm like, no, it's not because this is, we go on hike. We, you know, we had a hike club and they took co-op classes and they did this and now we're doing none of it. So it's been super hard and um, I failed a lot, you know, um, but when you have those stressful days or you have failures, other than your people that you reach out to, how do you kind of get refocused? Mm. Yeah, I, I take a hot bath. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I think I also tell my kids, you know, I need I need a few minutes and I just kind of mm -hmm. step away and kids, they kind of know they're like, Oh, okay, I'll just, you know, go have some free time or something. But yeah, they, they appreciate it when I take my, my timeouts too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as, and as you're homeschooling, do you feel like as a person, we know that you were a teacher beforehand in the, in the public school, but do you feel like as a person, it, you, it's changed you in any way? Oh, totally. Um, I think that it's changed me a lot, especially being a parent. Um, it's like taught me to become a lot less self-centered and just trying to meet my kids where they're at. And I think kids are more honest with like what they need and want in life. And so there's not a lot of 
it's not hard for them. Like they, they kind of already come driven, mm. you know? That's yeah. interesting. What do you mean by that? I mean, like when I teach my two-year-old, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm coming in with a, an agenda. Like he just knows what he wants to do. He wants to, you know, pour the milk into the tea and then the tea into the coffee. And he really wants to figure out if that's going to work out for him. Mm. And so there's learning constantly happening always. Um, and so it's nice to see that I could remove myself from the process yeah. and yet there's still something productive happening. Yeah. And I think if, I don't know if you've read any of Charlotte Mason's uh, material, but that's kind yeah. of her whole thing. And there's a great book out there. It's called the self-motivated kid. I don't mm. remember who it's from, but you should go Google it and check it out. Mm. But it's kind of along the same lines where it's like, we're intrinsically motivated, right? We are developed, we're made intrinsically motivated. And as you go through the rigmarole of school, it kind of gets sapped out of you. And if we can, as, as homeschool parents, if we can step back and let that be the less that we uh, move in, the more that they're going to be motivated. And um, if, yeah, you can create your whole homeschool environment to do that. And it's really a cool thing. But for me, I have to constantly remind myself because I do have a tendency to micromanage sometimes. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, you're going to do that. Okay. I'm just going to let you do you. Because if I try to step in, it's just going to mess everything else up. Yeah. Uh, like we were, uh, today, even today, we were making uh, pies. And I knew, I knew my son was going to do it wrong. But I let him do it. And he figured it out by himself. And it was, oh. so, it was so much, uh, it was a way better lesson as opposed to if I would have been like, no, 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 let me just show you how to do it. So he, mm. I was, I kind of watched them and he failed and he was able to do it right and get it all together. Brilliant, right? <laughs> yes, that's the whole point, but that's so hard to do. It's it is really hard, hard to do. Yeah, to remove it's a yourself. training. Yeah, you know, we we mm -hmm. we need to be trained even more so than they do, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but we're talking about books, and yeah. um, Untigering by Iris Chen is phenomenal. It actually just recently came out, and she is an unschooler. Okay. Yeah, it's called Untigering. And she writes Is that about, like the, t the tiger mom? Is that referring to like the tiger mom? Yeah. So ah, I'm Vietnamese, okay. Vietnamese American. And okay. so I feel like I was raised by a tiger mom. Mm, what does that and, mean? If you could just explain uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like um, you were saying micromanaging, but like this is like more than micromanaging, you know, mm -hmm. like measuring every step and everything we do has to have like a true, you know, purpose and um, maybe a measurement of some sort. Like, what are we getting out of this experience? There's not a lot of freedom. It's a lot of, um, I would say maybe more data-driven, test-driven, um, I guess the fear of failure and mm. like a lot of shame and guilt is there in the learning. And so her book is really good because it talks about trusting the process and allowing the child to explore and learn in the way that he or she was designed to learn or wants to learn. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. And then another book that I really, I read every year is Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie. Ah, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a great a, one. This one's a short, easy read. I mean, it's barely a read, but it's just that reminder that, you know, homeschooling isn't about the schooling part. Yeah. It's about like the family rhythm. It's about this little person growing to this big person, learning their rhythms in the yeah. world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's great stuff. But are you close with your mom? Is she still around or? You know, my mom passed out of cancer. Oh, Actually, I'm sorry today, to hear that. Yeah. Today's her, the, the 
I don't know, what do you call it? The wake or the anniversary oh, of I'm that I'm sorry passing. to hear that. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. I, I, I would say my mom stayed home and she taught us Vietnamese. Mm. Um, you know, because she was a tiger mom, it was really hard to mm. have that relational piece with her because mm. the, I think there was a lot of the anxiety, right? And the yeah. fear that every parent has that, oh, my yes. child's not going to succeed. Or if I don't, you know, teach them to do it the right way, um, they're not going to make it out there. Yeah. And I think that being driven by that was, um, was really hard as an immigrant, you know, mm, and then mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think with education, it's easy to tap into that at any point, right? Yeah, absolutely. Instead of letting them like fail at making the pies. Yeah. <laughs> like you did. Yeah. And I think because we probably feel like we're getting judged because we're not having them in school that we, at least for myself, I'm talking about myself here, I have a tendency to go back to that state of fear and mm -hmm. teach from that. And anytime that, um, that I'm operating out of that state, it's just bad all around because kids pick up on that and they're like, oh, I should be anxious too. I should be scared or mom's anxious. Let me be anxious. And that's not how it should be. So my, my goal for my own life is to constantly teach out of love and a, a state of rest, just as Sarah McKenzie says, because when we can get to that point and okay, so my kid's behind uh, in, in math or my kid's behind in reading, who cares? It, that's mm -hmm. not the point, right? They'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think my fourth grader is going to get a job tomorrow based on his math performance, right? Right, right. But so often you know, we kind of have that. And I don't know if it's any different from you because we do come from an education background. Um, but I know that's something that I definitely struggle with uh, a lot of times. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a daily and even moment. I think we make those many decisions, right? Do I mm -hmm. allow them to kind of wrestle with the questions and like hang out in the wondering and investigating? Or do I try to just go, okay, just write something down so I can prove to someone that we got something done today. Sure, absolutely. Now, looking towards the future, do you see yourself homeschooling for the long haul? Do you guys take it day by day, year by year? How does that look for your family? Um, when we started out, we made a commitment to take it year by year. Mm -hmm. um, and now I just don't see any other way. I mean, mm. I, it's just something that's become so much of our identity that I hope that we I mean, I think as they get older, um, if they, you know, adamantly don't want to continue homeschooling, I suppose, but I just see it being something that, like, we all enjoy so much. Like, why would mm -hmm. we stop it? Right. Now, has your family, uh, your husband's family, have they all been on board and have they supported you or how's that been? You know, um, I think we've, we felt some nervousness from both sides of mm -hmm. the family. And we've had to kind of, you know, show them over time, like, oh, you know, they, they can count and they can read. And, but we, <laughs> we, even my dad now would say things like, oh, well, eventually they're going to go to school. Yeah. Right? Like, eventually yeah. they're going to like sit in a classroom with like normal kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know where the normal kids are, dad, but yeah. you know, when you find them, let me know. <laughs> I haven't met a normal kid yet, and I've met yeah. many. <laughs> yeah, I think for us, it's the same thing. We take it year by year, and we assess as we go, and same as you. It's like every year when we start, I'm like, 
are we gonna are we gonna do this again they're like yeah all right let's try it for another year and see how we go and it really takes the pressure off but yeah we're having a good time we get our stuff done and uh we get to do a lot of fun things um how many hours would you say that you would you spend on uh your daily tasks of education yeah it's i that that's a challenging question because we really feel like the our, our approach to learning is a lifelong thing so it's it's all day long i mean sure. i would say putting away dishes is equally as important as learning algebra right I love it. yeah so that we don't stop we don't we, we just don't and so it would be very challenging i think if suddenly we were forced to go back to a regular school building because then they would be measured to some grade level yeah. and then have to hang out with peers just their age which is something yeah. my kids don't know about they, they they hang out with you know the adults or or the little kids you know they just it's so strange. Yeah. What do you think about the pandemic changing the face of education? Do you see it changing dramatically now that people kind of get a taste for education at home or what yeah, do you think? I think, I think that families are waking up and seeing like, oh, this is what school what 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 they actually do at school, mm -hmm. you know, with all those hours. Um yeah, I think that it's hard to have parents who work. Um, invest that much time it's true you know? yeah yeah definitely um i'm sure you can relate but i saw my students when i taught for an hour and after attendance after i collected homework after i had to deal with discipline issues maybe we had a half hour to do our lesson but then i had a you know 30 kids in the classroom i had to sort everyone out and it was oh man a circus at, at the best of times <laughs> yeah yeah i I feel for teachers, you know, I because do, I do. Yeah, they're counselors, they're parents, they're so there's so many hats. So definitely. And even now with uh teaching online, it's oh my goodness. My sister's a teacher and she um she was telling me the other day, she a high school teacher that she had something like 40 kids in her online class in high school. I was like that's crazy. Oh. That's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to kind of wrap, wrap this all up, what advice would you give to somebody that's thinking about homeschooling but may not have the confidence to start? I would just say it's, it's just spending time with your kids or whoever you're homeschooling. I would say, um, you know, you could be afraid of it or just try it out. And some people don't know where to start or what do they even teach their kids? I would say start with what you're good at and start with what the kid enjoys. Mm -hmm. So some people love baking. Just teach them to bake everything you know. And with baking, there's writing, there's math, there's reading. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, language arts and science and like it's not all segmented. They could draw the pie, you know, that you just baked. I mean, I would just say go for it. You're already doing life. Just share your life with them. And it's it's about the relationship that changes the person. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really like that. And Julie Bogart, who who created Brave Writer, uh, she has a saying that anything can teach everything. And it's just that you can cross you can take anything and cross curriculum it to math, science, English, yes. arts, and social studies. And it can really be interest-based and interest led and when you can figure that out it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing and uh there's some really deep learning there um, yeah 
Yeah. And it can be great. Yeah. Well, Dorothy, thank you so much for joining me today. And I wish you all the best for the rest of your homeschool year and experience. Thank you. Same to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah.